are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Thursday, everyone. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. As always, this is brought to you by Blue Chew. As we've talked about before, every Thursday, I am going to be joined by my mentor, my very good friend, Mr. Rob Lance. Hello, Rob. How you doing out there, buddy? I'm, I'm well, Mike. It's always great to join you, and I'm, I'm so excited that we get to do this together. Uh, you know, if you missed us last week, I was the guy that hired Mike into all of this, and we never really got a chance to do a show together. So getting the chance to do this now is it's really uh, something I've been looking forward to for a long time, man. This is the epitome of making up for lost time. <laughs> completely, completely <laughs> like seven years of lost time. Right. Sure. Okay. Now we got a lot to get to right here. We're going to, we're going to talk about again, Arizona's notice of allegations. We finally know everything that's out there. We're going to talk about how Arizona is handling this as far as a contract negotiation. And we got a little bit of a surprise in the third segment, but Rob, when it came out in the notice of allegations against Arizona that was released that the Wildcats basically you had book Richardson that was doing all kinds of stuff, talking all kinds of, whatever you want to call it, but basically uh, incriminating himself, incriminating Sean Miller in the process. You had Mark Phelps out there, the other assistant coach, getting his hand caught in the cookie jar a lot. As somebody who's been around the program from a distance, I got to be honest with you, I wasn't that surprised by it there, boss. No, that's really kind of where I was going with this too. I I don't think we learned anything new. I mean, maybe the most surprising thing was that a lot of kind of those smoking guns with the the stuff with with Yandre Ayton or any of that stuff that was initially reported, none of that was even mentioned. So a lot of it was kind of um, I, I know the university kind of held on to this until they were ordered to to release it, but it was kind of a you know we we kind of knew all of this stuff already. There was no real new info in here, but it is kind of you know to see it there in black and white, to see it in actual print. Uh, it was something I think a lot of Arizona fans and a lot of college basketball fans were waiting around for for a long time. And I think what's frustrating, just from a fan, from a you know semi-media perspective, is that when you hold on to something like this and you don't release it, and there's not a ton new in there, it just leads to a sense of, hmm, what exactly is going on there at the U of A? Why wouldn't they release this? I've got a theory on that that we'll get to here in just a second. But when you when you hold that in and there's not a ton new, it kind of is incriminating there, Rob. Well, I think that the PR standpoint of, of all of this has not been handled the best way um, from the university's perspective. And I think that's something that's maybe a bigger part of the issue with Arizona athletics in general, maybe not even necessarily this uh we talked a little bit about you know the lack of continuity the lack of community outreach last week mike uh so that kind of goes hand in hand with the the lack of of pr but i think just the optics game of how arizona has been playing this maybe from the get-go has been really kind of interesting and and this is just the latest of holding on to information that again was kind of out there already it may have been that they held on to it because of some of the administrators that were named in it. 
but really, I, I just think from a PR standpoint, it's a it's they're taking a loss here for for holding on to something as as we've been saying is is not really news to anybody as far as what was actually in the notice of allegations. All right, now here's my theory. I and again, just throwing this one out there. But I did find it interesting that uh, athletic director, Ro- I mean, uh, President Robbins was mentioned in this. And this is a guy who has t- talked about from the very right, beginning. That's exactly my thoughts on, on why they held on to it. Yes, exactly. And I'm going to let you roll with this one right here because I talked about this uh, the other day. But what were your thoughts when you saw that? You know, I didn't really even notice that until you guys brought it up on the podcast the other day. And and again, that just is a, a, a PR loss. I I think that you're trying to protect the president at that point. Um, but now Arizona's on the defensive, I think, with that sort of thing where, again, the optics are bad. What were you doing behind those closed doors? To, I mean, you're trying to get everybody's stories straight is is kind of the way that, mm-hmm. that I viewed it. And the problem with this is well, you've got a president right now who has said from the very beginning that, you know what, I yes, I am involved with all of these decisions. And you know what? I kind of tip my cap to him to a certain extent for at least being honest about that. But if you're going to be involved in all of this stuff, it's also not fair to just have the coaches take the blame right here when you're the one that's presiding over it. And by your own account, you are going to be involved in athletic department decisions there, Rob. Completely. And we saw that with the college, the the football search. Uh, We saw how how much he's been involved with that, too. I want to revisit, though, the PR stuff Mm -hmm. here as well, Mike. If if these were not new allegations that we weren't, I mean, seeing those allegations out there for sure is one thing. But knowing what they were out there, the university could have been playing defense or, you know, on the excuse me, on the offensive from October if they would have released this. Instead, they've been kind of playing defense now um, with their coach when they could have been, you know, saying, hey, there's nothing new here, nothing new here from the FBI stuff. Look at these notice of allegations. There's, you know, there's no big, you know, problem here. And then you run into the situation that we're going to get into with his contract coming up here eventually where you maybe would have had a whole nother set of, you know, a public opinion uh, going forward had Arizona released this earlier. And, and I think you're spot on with you know, with Robbins not wanting it out there specifically because of his involvement in this. Yeah, and that's, I think, what's frustrating from an Arizona basketball fan perspective. And think about it this way. And again, I'm always hesitant to compare Lute Olson and Sean Miller because, well, let's be honest, there is no comparison. That's not a total shot at Sean Miller. That's just saying that he's not Lute Olson. And you know what? Everybody knows that. But I think the one issue, though, that maybe we took for granted how many times did you ever hear the university president's name when Lute Olson and Dick Tomey were uh, winning here in the 90s? I mean, sure, you might have heard him now and then, but did you ever really hear the U of A president's name mentioned? And certainly not to the extent that you're hearing it now. Not at all with athletics. I mean, uh, seriously. I mean, I'm, I'm the son of a, yeah, not with athletics at all. I probably couldn't have even named them if my father wasn't a, a research scientist there that, you know, reported sometimes directly to the president. But besides that, I, I no, the university president wasn't even something I was even aware of for long times until maybe uh, as recently as, you know, I can't remember the one that was there before Robbins, but uh, right. That, and that's the point that was near me um, uh, at, you know, at, when I was working at NPR and that's it. Right. Well, let's, uh, Let's now talk, let's talk uh, coming up about how 
this contract negotiation has really blown into this firestorm. I'm curious to get Rob's take on this. One thing, though, that I will be talking to Rob about, though, is Rock Auto. Rob always has a good car. I generally don't. And you know what? If Rob ever needs something for his car, whether that's a new uh, piece of equipment, whether that's a new something for the interior, rockauto.com is where you are going to get that. Rockauto.com is fantastic in all of these areas. And there's a reason that rockauto.com has so many people that are utilizing it to this extent. Again, I talked about my parents, not exactly social media savvy, tech savvy, but they've been able to navigate Rock Auto. And if they can navigate Rock Auto, so can you. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm Mike Luke, joined by my mentor, Rob Lance. This will be an every Thursday occurrence. So you want to tweet at me or tweet at Rob with questions, we can certainly get to those. Uh, Rob obviously is a well-known name in the Tucson community. It's awesome to have him back on the air. Now, let's talk about Sean Miller heading into a, a, a year where he doesn't have a contract coming up. Now... The prevailing wisdom is that, well, you can't have a coach coaching under no contract. You can't. That just can't happen under any circumstances. I understand that argument, but all too often, though, it also seems like an agent argument, Rob, in that it's just become such common groupthink that, okay, well, everybody else is saying this, so why can't I, why shouldn't I say this? And I think my rebuttal to that, and we're going to go into more detail after your response, is, well, this is a different situation in that you've got a coach right now that you don't know if he's going to accept a contract extension with no buyout. You also don't know exactly what the future holds. These are kind of uncharted waters there, Rob. I completely agree with that. Um, I understand, again, how it could be difficult going in uh, for recruiting possibly for going in with no contract at all. But I think Arizona's kind of had their back against the wall in that department ever since the FBI story broke, what, three and a half, right. four years ago. So it's not even news uh, for recruits here at all. Now, do you want, if you're, if you're signing to come to play here, you're going to want to play for Sean Miller. I understand that, but there's also kind of been those dark clouds hovering over the program ever since we first got news of this. So again, I think those recruits would still have those same questions if we knew uh, that Miller had a contract moving forward two or three years here with a buyout, without a buyout, doesn't matter. You still don't maybe necessarily know what that NCAA hammer is is going to be. You know, we already talked about the, the notice of allegations and how maybe there was nothing new in there, but we still don't know what those, what the, the punishments are going to be from that, from the, you know, that uh, the, I know that you've called it the AARP. I've almost called that a bunch of different times. <laughs> no, I know, the right? IARP. <laughs> Every time I talk about this thing, it's like AARP. No, no, no. It's IARP. Um, and since they haven't, there's no precedent. They haven't, they haven't finished any of their own investigations on the, on the couple of schools that are in front of Arizona with us. So we don't know what is going to be coming down the pike here. Is it going to be that, you know, Arizona forfeits all the games that Raleigh Alkins played in? Does Miller lose those 50 games? Does he have to pay back that 300 plus thousand uh, dollars that he received in bonuses is there a, a possible you know suspension that comes with that as well is there a, a further postseason ban that comes with that as well I, I think that what you do by allowing Miller to kind of you know 
to run down his contract here, I think the university buys some time to figure out what the next best step is. You don't need to make that decision now. I think that from, you know, if it was me making those decisions, I would want as much information as possible before I decide to either extend Miller, let him play out the string, fire him immediately. One of those three options, I need to know as much possible information about what the basketball program is facing before I take that leap. All right. And here's my follow-up question to that with regards to Sean Miller and his contract. I keep hearing people saying, well, you have to extend him. And you know what? If there's no buyout, uh, so be it. But are recruits and their handlers really that dense, for lack of a better term there, Rob? Are they really looking at it and saying, okay, he's got a three-year deal, but they can basically get rid of him at any time. Okay, sign me up. I'm cool. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what they'd be talking about. You want to talk about negative recruiting. Well, he's going to Miller's going to face negative recruiting regardless of what the contract situation is. So I I don't think that that necessarily matters that much. And also, let's be honest, a lot of these guys that are coming to Arizona to play aren't necessarily going to be sticking around for two plus years. A lot of these guys are thinking, oh, I'm going to be one and done. Or, you know, at most, I'm going to be there for for two years. Um, Maybe those aren't necessarily the level of recruits that that Miller's been getting recently. But I'm going to tell you, Mike, you talk to enough of these guys. They all think they're going to the league mm-hmm. as soon as possible. So they're they're not thinking that they're going to be here on campus for maybe even if Miller's contract lasts three years. And the way that the transfer portal works now is, of course, you're signing for this one coach, but, you know, he leaves. He maybe gets fired. We see, what, upwards of 600, I think, right. transfers mm-hmm. every single year. It changed the and entire game. that's when game. coaches stay. It changed the entire game, the transfer portal, which you're talking about. And now where you've got guys who can basically come in without having to sit out a year under any circumstances, I think it makes the contract a little bit less necessary. Again, it's not and I don't. And I don't want to speak for Rob here, but I think that uh, we're kind of on the same page. Ideally, yes, you want to have a coach that's under a contract, but also the people that are saying, how dare you do this to Sean Miller? Well, you know, at the same point, we're also kind of in this situation because of that. So this is not something that is useful. And this is also something that is a little bit different than the other programs around the country, which we're going to get to in a second. If you did want to bet on a coaching search, though, betonline.ag would have you certainly covered there. You're listening to Locked on Wildcats with Rob Lance. I'm Mike Luke. We're talking a little bit about Arizona. As Rob said, the IARP. Thank you for the correction there. I can't keep calling it the AARP. You've got. We're going to slip up on that all the time, Mike. It's we, okay. we will. And you know what? Thursday can't come fast enough for the next one to slip up. <laughs> right. So, we'll do it next week, too. A hundred percent. Guarantee it. So we we broke down a little bit. Uh, what Rob's thoughts were on the uh, notice of allegations that came forward last Friday. I don't think it was a coincidence. It was released on Friday. And then Sean Miller's contract extension slash negotiations. And I wanted to continue a conversation that Rob and I have had about the difference in Arizona handling this situation than, say, Kansas. Now, for those of you that don't know, Kansas basketball is in a, as far as the NCAA, they are in a world of trouble. And from an Arizona perspective, 
you can make the case that Bill Self has, has been tied far more directly to improprieties than Sean Miller has. It be via text, via whatever the case may be. Arizona fans, though, a lot of them are upset saying, well, you know what? Kansas has released this vociferous defense of Bill Self and trying to keep him as their head coach. Here's the difference. That Sean Miller has been had some very, very good seasons for the U of A. But if Arizona basketball at some point did move on from Sean Miller, I don't know that anybody is sitting there saying to themselves, you know what, Rob? Yeah, I don't know that we can ever get somebody like this again. That's the first difference. Let's hit on that, and then I'm going to go with the next point. Arizona still would be a good job. Is it a Kansas-level job? Absolutely not. It's in that next level just below that. But I think that in, we, you know, I've, we've talked about it off the air, and, and I know you've talked about it here on the show, is Arizona has now been a, a multiple coach program. Mm-hmm. You're not just you know under loot having success. You're not just under Miller having success. So to think that you couldn't get somebody as good as Miller, what, you want a guy that can get you to the Elite Eight? every couple of years you want to get to a guy that's going to win you a conference championship more often than not. I think you can find those guys. I don't think you can find a guy that is going to go to multiple final fours. Um, just, you know, hanging off of a, you know, in a, on a stoop somewhere, you're not going to find those guys. So when you find those guys, you hang on to them with dear life. And when it comes to Kansas basketball, and if we can be blunt here, Kansas is prepared to do what it takes to keep Bill Self. And the reason they are prepared to do what it takes to keep Bill Self, even if that means a suspension, a postseason ban, whatever the case may be, is because you have, and you uh, pointed this out to me, 14 straight at one point conference championships in a conference that's better, been better than the Pac-12. You also have a national championship multiple other final fours a team last year that would have gone into the tournament is the prohibited favorite to win kansas basketball under bill self is basically as good as any program in the country and kansas looks at that and says you know what yeah we don't really like some of this stuff going on but we're prepared to deal with it because of the outcome arizona doesn't have that pot at the end of the rainbow that kansas does there rob I think that's exactly right. I, I think that, you know, not disparaging Miller, who was a very good college basketball coach, uh, you know, at one point he was probably the best young basketball coach in, in the country when Arizona landed him. Bill Self is on the short list of best college basketball coaches full stop. Yes. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. definitely within the last 30 years. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Bill he, Self's he, resume he, is close to Lute Olson's. That's how good he is. It is. Um, he doesn't have the the number of final fours that that Olson had. Um, Self has three, uh, but he's had success everywhere that he's gone though too. I mean, the Kansas success speaks for itself. But he was successful at Oral Roberts. He was successful at Tulsa. He was successful at Illinois. Uh, every stop along the way, he he's won conference titles, um, and his success at at Kansas. Those conference titles that he won 14 straight. <laughs> are you kidding me? And, and like you mentioned, it's not like he was in a conference like, you know, when UNLV was rolling through right. their conference or Gonzaga's doing now. 
Texas has had some good teams. Baylor's had some good teams. Um, Iowa State has had some good teams. West Virginia, once they moved into the Big 12, has been a perennial top 25 team. I mean, you watch some of these games, they, they seem like they're West always Virginia shout out. I top knew you'd 25 get it. Matchups. You knew I was going to get the Mountaineers in there. <laughs> I, and you know what? We will. If you're if you're tired of hearing about my uh, excretion joke, you're also going to be hearing about West Virginia on Thursdays for sure. <laughs> Go ahead, though, Rob. You, you probably will. You probably will, especially if they make a deep run in the tournament like <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they can. This for sure. Year. But the, the point, though, I think of this episode was to just kind of give a little bit of a different view as to what everything is going on with Arizona and about how not everything is just as black and white as I think some people out there are trying to make it out to be. Rob, you're going to be back with us on Thursday. And as always, my man, this was fun. And gosh, this went fast. It went really, really fast, Mike. And I think that maybe we need to start doubling up on these, uh, if you don't mind. We'll stick with Thursdays for now, but maybe once Mm -hmm. we get uh, rolling into the fall with some football, uh, I'd love to do this a little bit more often. I'm totally cool with that. For Rob Lance, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.